0: Welcome everybody to yet another episode of the Two Guys One Topic podcast. I'm Liam
1: and I'm Ollie. For those of you that don't know or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and then we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. And the idea being that we do the hard work and then share what we feel is the most important pieces of information with you, the listeners.
0: Yep, and we say it every week, but it is always true, we absolutely are not experts in anything that we talk about on this pod. This is just a summary of our findings over the week, but hopefully by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn just a little bit more about a whole lot of things.
1: Definitely. Sounds good to me. Right then, let's get on with this week's topic, which is... Bees. Buzz.
0: All right. Bees this week then, Ollie. Now, normally we do go straight into what do we know about this topic, but quick sidetrack. We have actually got a giveaway, haven't we, this week? First time ever. Yes, we have. Yeah. We've been sent a product that we are allowed to give away to our listeners. Now, we will talk about this a little bit later on, but it's quite exciting. So keep listening out and we will fill you in on how you can get your hands on something a little bit later on. But bees, Ollie, what did you or do you know about bees before we started doing this research?
1: Yes. So I keep reading in the paper or seeing in the news every so often that bees are really important, that we all really need the bees and and we rely on them and their habitat is reducing and they're they're in decline, but I don't really know why they're important to us. So I just thought, you know, this would be a good topic when we were talking about potential topics to actually find out why they're important and what they mean to us. How about yourself? What did you know about bees?
0: Exactly the same as that. Um, just yeah, totally the same. Uh, they make honey. Um, do they all make honey? That D- didn't know that, but obviously you get honey from a bee. They live in a hive, don't they? You know the sorts of things that, that probably we all know they are. When it, I actually got stung by a bee maybe last week when I was out running, so you know they sting you from time to time. Yeah, uh, or might have been a wasp actually, to be fair. Um, but yeah, the sorts of things probably lots of us know. But yeah, um, you know why are they quite as important as everyone's making them out to be? Wasn't sure. But actually it turned out to be quite interesting.
1: Definitely. Yeah, let's jump into it. One of the things that completely blew my mind as I started to research it this week is that there are over 20,000 different species of bees.
0: Yeah, that is nuts. 20,000 species of bees is many, many bees. But talking about honey and everybody, hold on to your socks because this is a big fact coming up. And you're not going to believe this, possibly. How many of those species of bees, Ollie, make honey?
1: one that's the honeybee
0: oh that's <laughs> i nearly didn't believe that when i read that that's a crazy fact you did you not think when we started this all bees make honey
1: yeah yeah i really did yeah i really really did and i didn't realize that there was such a distinction between bumblebees and honeybees
0: yeah and but bumblebees themselves are a little they're like a uh a subsection of all of the bees there are about 250 ish species of what's called the bombus bee which right. i think is where the term bumble came from but yeah they're both they're both what are called social bees that is that they live in hives or nests honeybees will live in a hive like you know like they've been domesticated so you, when you think of a beehive you think of that big square boxing don't you
1: yeah that's right and as you were saying yeah they they will live in hives or they will live in their own sort of colony which will be a nest that they make and they tend to be high up in a tree because they're full of honey so a honeybee they produce honey because it's full of honey they their defense mechanism for stopping bears and different predators getting it mean they put it high but this is the the next thing that really took me by surprise Like, where do bumblebees live
0: yeah so bumblebees they are social too you just got to get this distinction there's two types of bees social and solitary solitary obviously means they live on their own and that's you know there's a whole thousands and thousands of bees that are solitary which even that i didn't really quite get that they just there's a bee that lives on its own you just think of them living as like fifty thousand bees but a bumblebee they'll live in a nest in the ground yeah like but they won't have, so they don't have, they are social because they live together as a group, but they only live in sort of hundreds. They don't live anywhere near the the tens of thousands, like in a in a, a giant honeybee hive that you picture. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're a social bee. But yeah, but they live in the ground.
1: Yeah. They a nest in the ground. Yeah, yeah which yeah, completely took me by surprise. And I, I, I quite like this, just even the, the physical appearance and the differences between a bumblebee and a honeybee. So just for people listening, bumblebees they're like the round and fuzzy ones that you might see.
0: Yeah, yeah, the big ball ones.
1: Whereas honeybees, they're much smaller and thinner, and you can actually easily mistake them to be wasps. So where you were saying you might have been stung last week, which could have been oh, a wasp, yeah. it might have actually been a honeybee that stung you.
0: Yeah, well, I think I'd read, you might have to confirm this, uh, a honeybee can only sting you once though, can't it? Because their stingers are barbed. So what happens is when they sting... Like I said, I remember hearing this when I was little, once they sting you, they basically essentially die because the stinger comes off them, doesn't it? Now, when I did get stung the other day, there was a stinger stuck in my leg. So I'm pretty sure it must have been a bee because a wasp (laughs) would sting you more than once.
1: Um, And the, the other thing about the physical appearance of them is that honeybees, they've got a clear distinction between their head and their abdomen. Whereas just saying about bumblebees being that round, fuzzy thing, they sort of look like they're all one piece. So you can sort of tell the difference when you're when you're then seeing them in the future.
0: So we'll stick to loads and loads of the data about bees is based around honeybees. Loads of it, because that is what we as humans, we use them much more than any other bee. So when we're talking about bees, a lot of what we're going to mention sort of sticks around the honeybees, won't it? I think. Um, So just I think it's worth bearing that in mind. But as far as the colony or the hive goes, there are three types of bee in a hive. Yes.
1: Uh, So you've got the drone, the worker and the queen.
0: So The queen bee, she is the obviously the one in charge. The workers are all females and the drones are all males and they are all related to the queen, aren't they? They are all the queen's children. That is exactly right. Which is nuts because you can get tens of thousands. Now, she her job is only to lay eggs so she will lay up to 1500 eggs a day which in some cases can be her body weight in eggs every day
1: which is absolutely mad and it's just the it's the other bees that are basically just looking after her feeding her making sure that she is just set up to then carry on making more yeah. and more eggs
0: um, and something I found really interesting, because obviously if all the other workers are, are females, aren't they queens? The queen bee herself will, uh, I do don't—I say this in every pod, I don't know what the word is for this. She will just give out pheromones or something. I don't, there's a word, secrete pheromones? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, basically, releases pheromones, maybe that's probably the right word, so that the other female bees in the hive do not reproduce, so that she becomes the only one who reproduces. The drones, which are all the males, they only the only thing they do is go off trying to reproduce with other queen beans yeah that's all they do mm. they don't do, have anything to do with the hive they don't help out in any way they just fly every day meet up with another queen bee and then come back again and that's yes. essentially yep. all they mm. do yeah and then the worker bees they will look after the queen um they will keep her fed and they are the ones when they get a little bit older they will be the ones that fly out and go to the flowers right
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And just to say one of the things about the queens, how they differ from bumblebees and honeybees is that a honeybee queen can live for maybe three or four years. So she'll survive the winter and the the, the Connolly colony will survive as well. Whereas with bumblebees, they live in the ground. It's only the queen that survives the winter. So she will get given enough food to then live and survive in the burrow, in the ground in the winter. And then when it's nice and it gets to springtime, she then comes out and then starts to lay eggs and the whole process starts again.
0: With the honeybees, when we're talking about like the big hives that you you picture, the big square box things, the workers, when they fly out, as soon as they start leaving a a hive, they only live for about 30 days because at that point, like the world is a dangerous place and they quite often don't get back or they get lost or they get caught in some wind and then they can't find their way home and things like that. So, um, yeah, they don't live, you know, anywhere near as long as the queen bee does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the reason why they're leaving the nest, the hive or the, the, the colony, whatever we call it, the, the reason why they're leaving their home in the first place is because they're they're going out and they're visiting flowers and they're doing something which then is really helpful for us called pollination.
0: Yeah, this is like key, isn't it? This is literally why they're so important. They pollinate flowers for us. Now, pollinating flowers, um, like, what does that mean in, in English? Like, keep, helps them grow. Turns it helps it helps plants create seeds. That's what it right. does. So they they go to a plant because the plant has nectar. Now, nectar, the plants have evolved to produce nectar because nectar is nice and sweet and the bees need it for energy and they take it back to their hive with them to eat and help the queen bee. But upon collecting that nectar, all the pollen from the male part of the plant, which is called the anther, for uh, I don't know, is biologists out there, uh, if you're yeah, doing your yeah. GCSE biology, they collect the pollen from the anther, which is the male part of the plant. It just sticks to them, doesn't it?
1: That's right.
0: And then they fly off to get some more nectar from another flower and that pollen that is stuck to their legs falls off their legs or wherever it's stuck to into the female plant uh, the female part of a different plant or even the same plant in some instances which is called the stigma and then that pollinates the plant it fertilizes the egg cells and creates seeds which is what the plant needs obviously to then turn into a new plant but
1: they're they're not just doing it for fun are they 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 are going out there and they're collecting this nectar for a reason um and this this pollen for themselves aren't they
0: yeah, they need the nectar for energy and they need the pollen pollen is a great source of protein which they give to their baby baby bees larvae larva. yeah i don't whatever the word is um yeah so they need it they do go out to get it but it's like a, a win-win for everybody because plants need the bees but the bees need the stuff from the plants so as long as the plant produces this nectar the bees will keep coming and then they just they pollinate and they, they help germinate the seeds and turn the plants into new plants
1: yeah. So it's it's almost a, a byproduct of something really important, what they do with visiting all these different plants or these different crops that they then help fertilize them and pollinate them to then those plants and those crops to then reproduce. But yeah, so them doing this is absolutely crucial.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting you say crops there, Ollie, because we've been talking about flowers and when you picture bees you generally think of them flying into a lovely pretty flower moving on to the next one. Oh yeah. Something that is massively important for us as humans is that they do the exact same thing with crops. Yes. Don't they? And when we say crops, we mean fruits, vegetables, that sort of thing. It's
1: a bit mind-blowing and this sort of comes back to the the start where reading in the paper that they're on the decline and they're really important to us. It's it's just a bit mind-blowing that they visit so bees visit over 90% of the world's top 107 crops so that's basically saying that they they you know that they're essential for for the growth of so many plants and food that that we eat but it's not just the food that we eat either it's the food that we then feed to our, our animals and our livestock
0: yeah the f- the food is um, it's called clover and i read field beans i don't really know what they are but they are what we feed to livestock so to our cows and whatever else stock we have um that you know make all our other things we feed that to them um yeah they they reckon that bees directly pollinate at least 30 percent of the crops we eat so they visit like 90 percent of the plants but they don't they do pollinate them but they don't pollinate them completely but approximately a third of everything we eat is directly pollinated by bees yeah. that is mental
1: and we're we're talking things like coffee, tomato, cocoa, apples, almonds. So there's, you know, there's, there's loads of things. Do you yeah, want to read off a list that you've got?
0: Yeah, well, I was going to mention this a bit later because we're to the obviously what happens if they they don't live, but if the, if the bees disappear, but it sort of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? We've said what they do, they pollinate all these crops. Let me just give you a list of stuff that bees directly pollinate, okay? So if bees disappeared, and we'll talk about why they're disappearing in just a second and the, uh, like the financial implications and stuff. But these are crops that they do pollinate. So you've already mentioned coffee, right, for a start. Yep. Uh, here's a little list, though. Uh, it went alphabetical eventually, but not to begin with. And this is only the stuff that, like, big stuff. There's loads of other plants in this list that I didn't really know. You know, they're weird plants that and fruits that I don't know what they are, so I didn't <laughs> put it in. <laughs> Quickly, I'll reel them off. Broccoli, squash, almonds, apples, blackberries, blueberries, cabbage, cucumber, grapes, lettuce, onions, peaches, pears, plums, raspberries, strawberries, watermelon. Wow. That's yeah nuts, so it's loads it?
1: they're, they're so important they're so important, and there's they they have such an an impact and an influence on this pollination that it is possible to pollinate flowers another way or or by hand, but the the value of them doing this like they've they've monetized it, haven't they they've they've put a an actual amount about yeah the global free pollination bees do for people.
0: The global economic worth of bees. Now you could find this. We, you know, we research online and things. But all these numbers are different. But they are all in the hundreds of billions of pounds. Yeah, that's with the bee. Billions, hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions of pounds it's worth. Um, I did read that we could. You, you can. <laughs> this is funny. That I watched a video of, of. Um, I think it was a tomato. farm, um, where they're pollinating the plants themselves, and what they do is by like, hand. Yeah, by hand. They go up to a plant with what essentially looks like a vibrator. They vibrate the plant. They put it in the plant and vibrate it so the pollen gets stuck to it. And then they move to another plant and vibrate it in another plant. <laughs> it's <laughs> properly funny. And, anyway, yeah, it's like in the cost- just do that for you. Yeah. But the cost of, in the UK, the cost of um, replacing the bees doing that would be nearly two billion pounds worth of like in um, humans doing it.
1: Yeah, which is mad. And then globally, I know we were saying it's in the hundreds of billions, sort of around the 600 billion, 500 billion is what they're saying it would cost to, to replace bees. But Liam, you you were telling me there's even a an industry in its own right of where you can pay to have colonies of bees turn up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not even a small thing. Like farms do it on a massive scale. So if you've got a huge field full of I think almond is grown on trees, I think. And bees are really, really good at pollinating almond trees, for example, whatever species of bee it is. And you, you companies will rent out like a hive of bees, or not a hive, dozens of hives of bees, and then they put them around your farm for you at the right time of the season. Yeah. And they, bees just go off and, and do their job. And, you know, that's crazy. And then they just take the hives away at the end.
1: And it's easier than you go in and pollinating it by hand well yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) there's a real reason that they're they're dying off isn't there and bees are in dramatic decline and coming back to reading about it in the paper like have you did you look into at all like what is this what what is this dramatic decline being caused by
0: it's a few isn't it it's like um like a perfect storm of loads of different things one of them that one of the bigger ones is we're essentially replacing their habitat with houses and business parks and whatever else as humans we are you know we're smashing apart trees and fences and um, trees and hedges and all the th- sort of wildflowers that they like to live in just replacing it with with not that so they've got nowhere to live
1: yeah on uh, on that as well in terms of the habitat loss so they they rely on wildflowers um as Liam mentioned but also they they're normally quite close to hedgerows and one of the things i was reading about is just making fields even bigger but if you've got yeah. a if you've got a hedgerow down the middle of two fields, yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah. Remove that hedgerow, and then you can carry yeah. on running your tractor up and down without mm-hmm. having to mm-hmm. turn yeah. around as much.
0: And that is the next thing about increased farming. I, I literally the next line on my notes in front of me says removal of hedges. So you yeah you've just said it. You know what they're doing? Yeah, farming fields are becoming so massive that any any possible area that a bee could live is being removed. Um, and they're also doing the word. I think the word is homogenous. Yep. farming. So what it is 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 instead of having ten fields of ten different things that the bees can, you know, get a bit of variety, loads of different areas to go and live or hide in, um, it's becoming one massive field of the same thing. So it's removing that yeah. diversity of of crop, and that is not helpful for bees.
1: Definitely. Um, another thing that they're threatened by is pesticides. So there's you know toxic pesticides that get put on to to plants to it makes sure that other insects and what have you don't go and eat them and, and destroy the crop. They're called nicotinoids, aren't they? Which is a, a particularly bad one for for bees. It it seriously affects their central nervous system.
0: Yeah, it basically it's like it's like they're drunk, isn't it? They uh they just they just can't navigate. They they can't get home essentially. Yeah. So they're going off to get the food and then they just don't get back with the food and then the is not doing very well because of it. Um yeah, damages their immune system as well. So there's a lot of um, like ticks, isn't there? Like uh, what are they called?
1: Yeah, parasites.
0: So that, there parasites, are parasites the that, that
1: also then come around. And there, there's one in particular called the the varro destructor or the mite, And that's one that jumps on its back and just latches onto the bee and it, it sort of bites on it. It's a parasite. It feeds off the bee. But what it does is it gives it a, it passes on a disease And viruses that then it then takes back to the hive and you get something called colony collapse don't you which is where it just wipes out whole hives and
0: yeah it's a phenomenon where basically yeah yeah the, the hive just disappears or the worker bee what they found is the worker bees will fly off and just leave the the queen bee behind and with a bunch of babies and uh yeah the hive will just disappear yeah um yeah it's essentially we as humans are not helping bees are we
1: no and then there's there's climate change as well that's that's in there oh, yeah. so it's just disrupting their their nesting habits so as what as we're seeing like seasons are slightly shifting with climate change so it could well be that a, a bee wakes up too early or too late and then misses the the crops yeah. or misses the you know the, the abundant period of those those crops or those flowers. Um, because they've got confused because of the changing climate things are happening slightly out of sync
0: or those flowers themselves are coming out earlier or later so they're yeah they're not together you know as as they should be which is ideal it's crazy that like this is happening when when we rely on them so much right i think i think we'll we'll say this later but you know the thing i I just can't believe how much stuff bees actually pollinate Yeah,
1: yeah it's crazy it's crazy and as we were saying, the so the the impact of this then, like I was just thinking like a, a small impact. And I also read what like the knock-on effect would be of this. But if you like tomatoes and you think, or even if you don't like tomatoes, that's probably a better way of looking at it. If you think, yeah, so what? You know, they they um, they pollinate the tomatoes. Tomatoes really rely on them. But then you think, well, tomato is sort of the base of all pizzas. And then if you got rid of the tomatoes... <laughs> then you then wouldn't be having your pizzas as you're having them nowadays. And it would then be, oh, what? So it's not just tomatoes. It's like the whole pizza would then get boring. So in in a nutshell, yeah. humans would survive without yeah. bees. Yeah. So we, we would survive, but our diet would then get very boring and it would have other impacts on it. Like we were saying about coffee, weren't we?
0: Yeah, imagine imagine so bees aren't around or there's much fewer bees around. Suddenly coffee doesn't pollinate as well. We've got to pollinate it suddenly the cost of coffee goes up not only does it go up there's also less of it so it goes up even more and um you know it's that supply and demand thing there's it just everything becomes more expensive there's so grain crops you know those ones that blow in the wind and their their um seeds get blown everywhere we'd be yeah. all right because bees don't generally pollinate those so stuff like barley or rice or oats and wheat you know that'd all be great we, we'd be fine on that but all of those fruits and vegetables and things we mentioned, you know, we could probably pollinate them by hand, but man, they'd suddenly become expensive and yeah. scarce.
1: Well, they'd they just pass on that cost to us, wouldn't they? If, if we're saying it's costing hundreds of billions to pollinate, like yeah. bees are giving a service worth hundreds of billions globally. Yeah, yeah. And we, we then start doing it as humans ourselves with your, your vibrator tool that you, uh, you've <laughs> been up then they would then pass that cost on to us, wouldn't they? Coffee would go through the roof.
0: It, it, yeah, if it was, that's even if it was here, it w- I'm sure it would be. But, you know, some some things we might not end up with permanently. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard one. You know, we, we might see the cost go up sooner rather than later, just over time as all the bees are dying out. But we can help, though, can't we? You know, then we were like, oh, it's all doom and gloom, right? The bees are going to disappear what can I do about it? Nothing. I can't stop them smashing down this farm. Uh, but we did see if—is there something we could do about it?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, so bees are in the main nice and friendly to have around. They only ever do something to you if you really provoke them. Um, so it's, it's it's so they are something which should be nice for you to have in and around a garden. Run into
0: them, for example.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> what you could do is you could actually give them an environment to live in with some wild flowers
0: yeah that's the first thing i write down first thing you, you, you google it read about it how can i help out some bees have some wild flowers in your garden that's interesting you should say that though ollie <laughs> like like there must be like products you could buy to help you plant the exact correct amount of wild flowers in your garden well
1: exactly and that's that's where Liam mentioned at the top of this about us having a giveaway. And yeah, we've, um, yeah, very kindly, we've been sent a number of bee bombs from beebomb.com. That's a
0: cool name, isn't it? Yeah, we've been, are we allowed to say that this podcast is presented by beebomb.com or not? I'm not sure <laughs> if we're allowed to. Maybe, maybe they'll let us get away with it. Um, yeah, so we've got, yeah, we've got a bee bomb is, it's like a little package, isn't it? Full of wildflowers, uh, seeds of wildflowers that you can just, drop in your garden, literally bang, done, it'll grow, turn into a perfect little environment for some bumblebees.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the, the bees will love it. They'll thrive off it, giving them the the pollen that they need. And um, yeah, it'll make them happy and and be a happy place for them to be. So yeah, that was beebomb.com um, kindly sent some to us.
0: We'll talk about a bit later how we're going to give them away. We're literally going to give them away though, aren't we? And uh, we'll mention that just towards the end. So yeah, wildflowers in your garden is a really good one. Another one, which is, uh, you know, if you go into a DIY shop nowadays, you see them all over the place, uh, bee hotels. Yeah. Those, those little, like, um, it's almost like a bird box, uh, like a bird house. Yeah, it's a that's one. the
1: best way to explain it. Yeah, it's like a little it's shelter a for small bees.
0: little a small little wooden shed thing that you stick up on the fence and bees can just, it's just somewhere the bees can live. And, you know, we've got one in the garden because the kids love looking at it and it's, you know, slowly filling up with whatever the bees are putting in there. You yes. Know. Yep. So, and, the,
1: and one of the other things is, if you then see a bee habitat in and around your property or where you are, yeah, don't destroy it, don't get rid of it, don't think it's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. um You know that that would obviously be a really one easy thing to do.
0: Another easy one I read was to to mow your grass less or leave a patch of it un unmown. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. How would you get that on a t shirt? I don't know what the word is for this. Unmown. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, what does that mean about? I don't know, laying artificial grass or something. Like, who would no, do I don't that? Know
0: who Who would cover their garden in artificial grass? I'm going to leave mine. Mine is unmown all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you told me that your artificial grass was the best purchase you ever made?
0: Is the best thing I've ever bought. But you need to get be- some
1: bee bombs to go around the outside of your. I
0: do. In some little plant pots. Exactly. You could do that. Exactly. I have got plant pots. I just throw it in there. But yeah, if you leave a piece of your grass nice and long, you know, a little patch, let it grow really long, like really wild grass, the bees will love that.
1: Absolutely. And then there's even little things about where I'd sort of read about it. I didn't know if it was a myth that if you were to see a bee in the summer on the ground, not feeling too well, that just a simple thing you can do to help a single bee is not to presume it's dead, but instead to get some really sugary water, so like two to one, um, sugar to water and leave it next to the bee. let it then have a a feast on it, and it'll give it the energy it needs to get back up and go in and, and fly off, hopefully yeah
0: it's a bit like nectar, isn't it? It's that sweet solution that they want yeah, yeah, um, you know honeybees actually by the way, honeybees actually eat their own honey like they yeah. that's why they make it. they make the honey to give themselves it's like food for them, and they're just making it, and then we just as humans happen to fancy it afterwards,
1: yeah, that's right, yeah, so they're they're feeding it to themselves and feeding it to the queen so that she then produces more and more more lava so that yeah she can then produce more and more of the workers and drones
0: well i think we're coming to the end of this aren't we you know what are bees what do they do how do they help us what's happening to them how can we help them um yeah i think it's been really interesting this week i've got a absolutely smashing two guys one topic takeaway though
1: that sounds a good thing for us to move on to then. So Lim, tell everybody, what is your two guys? i thought got a table? smashing
0: one. I don't know if you remember this. Earlier in the week, the first thing I texted you was, this is my two guys one-topic takeaway. You're not having it. Okay? <laughs> there is a thing. There is such a thing. We've all heard of sniffer dogs. There are universities. I think it's University of Cologne, possibly, who are training sniffer bees. Yep. Sniffer bees that can sniff out. Like right, bees, I've got a really, really good ability to smell okay they can smell bombs and drugs and things like that and they essentially they put them in a box and they just expose that it's just classical conditioning they expose them to the smell and when they smell it they give them a bit of sugary solution and what happens is the bees will stick their tongue out to get the solution yep then eventually they just remove the sugar solution and as soon as they smell the bomb they stick their tongues out and their tongues you can see it you know with a camera i think it might be an infrared camera so it can be seen but obviously they they get they can be trained much quicker. It's much cheaper than training up a dog. And you take a little box of bees and uh, they think that that might, might become a thing eventually, which
1: is crazy. You <laughs> Might be seeing loads of bees flying around airports and
0: stuff. Yeah, sniffer bees. Yeah, they weren't flying though. They've got them like tied down, like these little bees, like stuck on this little stick. And then they're sort of, I don't know how they've got, how on earth they've got them into that position. I don't know. But have a look, Google it up, sniffer bees. <laughs> Go on, then. hit me.
1: So my two guys, one topic takeaway is about the production of honey. So as we were saying earlier, we said at the beginning, something that blew my mind, 20,000 species of bees all around the world. Only one of those species makes honey. But on average, one honeybee will make one and a half teaspoons of honey in their entire lifetime. Oh, that's not a lot of honey, is it?
0: No, but throw some maths in it. If you've got a hive with... 40,000 bees in that's 40,000 teaspoons of honey oh yeah exactly yeah 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 many many honeys <laughs> <laughs> but if you think and then like, obviously put one little bee the amount of
1: effort that they go to yeah, flying yeah. out however far they fly doing all that read- work, picking it up and then bringing it back it will only ever culminate into one and a half teaspoons of honey
0: that I didn't write this down. It's something like a bee to produce an ounce of honey. A bee will have to fly three times around the world, 90,000 miles to make an ounce. And I can't remember if an ounce is the same as a teaspoon. An ounce isn't very much. But yeah, they go out because they go out every day, don't they? Flying like miles and miles every day. three times around the world to make one ounce i think was uh, something i read
1: (laughs) that's i like that that's another almost another two guys one topic take so a bee Yeah. yeah needs to fly three times around the world to create the amount of honey they do but amazing so in in terms of a a summary about what i feel i've i've learned this week that they they are super important to us from an environment environmental point of view they're really important pollinators you know, pollinating much more than just the food that we eat, giving us a nice diverse diet. They also pollinate the food that our livestock eat as well. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a shame that they're in such decline at the moment because I don't really want to have a boring diet and miss out on yeah. people and coffee.
0: Absolutely, 100% agree. I don't really drink coffee, but I mean, I would be annoyed if I didn't have apples or grapes or strawberries or onions. You know, like, it's unbelievable that they they a third of everything we eat is directly pollinated by bees a third that is mind-blowing yeah. and you know if they weren't around like you said we'd survive you know humans wouldn't go anywhere we'd just have a worse off diet and it'd be great with it
1: no so we, we hope you've enjoyed the episode today everybody hopefully you can then pass on this knowledge to somebody else and um yeah get out there and share some knowledge
0: yep so thanks everybody for listening this week if you've got any comments or thoughts about what you've heard follow us on Instagram or Facebook on Twitter at 2guys1topic now we have mentioned a couple times today about a prize that we've got or a giveaway that we're going to have with some something called a B-bomb in order to win this you're going to need to be following us all we're going to need you to do is comment on our post on Instagram or Facebook on Twitter the first 10 people to comment will receive a B-bomb free of charge you just have to comment send me a b-bomb and uh that's all that you've got to do so we're going to need you to get following us at two guys one topic get there ready have it sorted and then when we send out our tweet or our message um do that thank you very much guys get out there and share some noise like ollie said see you later